Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez. And I must say, wow, the Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl 54 champion. And wow, Andy Reid has now officially got his first Super Bowl in 21 years of coaching. And I must say, huge congratulations to him and to the whole Chiefs community. A job well done. And Patrick Mahomes, another, he had a very shaky game in this game. But wow, at the age of 24, already winning an MVP and now a Super Bowl title and a Super Bowl MVP. What is going to happen next with this team? But hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez, a sports and mental health podcast. I know I have not really talked a lot about sports psychology lately. Um, I'm going to really dive, dig deep and really get into that once I'm done school, because uh, for you guys that do not know, I plan to go to graduate school. So just thinking about the Super Bowl, though, and thinking about some topics like how do you maintain your focus while playing in the big game and how are you able to overcome all the immense pressure? And the Chiefs were down 24-0 against the Texans, 17-7 against the Titans, and 20-10 against the 49ers in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left to go in the game. So for today's podcast, I'm going to really dive, dig deep and really get into the game. Um, Swoop Radio also won he won a hundred. I won a hundred hours. I don't want to brag or anything, but I did win a hundred hours on my ticket. Uh, and it's not a lot of money, but I mean, Hey, I, I was happy. Uh, I took, I took the chiefs to win the game. Um, I took the 49ers to get the first sack and the first field goal. Uh, I, I predicted no snow scores in the first five and a half minutes of the game. Then I picked the Chiefs to get the first touchdown. So it was a great overall night for me. Um, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez had an amazing dynamic duo. Um, though I, th I think the whole Super Bowl as a whole was a very good Super Bowl, way better than last year's. Last year's was awful between Maroon 5 and the 13-3 boring game. And it, it was good to see some actual performance from Shakira and from Jennifer Lopez. And the fact that they're both over 40 and they are shaking that booty very well. I don't. I, it's it's just it's amazing. Uh, they do not. They age very well. So just to put a little side note on that. Um, but now let's get into the game a little bit because uh, Patrick Mahomes through three quarters was awful. He didn't. He only threw for over 150 yards. Had two interceptions in the game. And he missed a lot of throws in this game. Some throws that you would think, wow, Patrick Mahomes would never miss. Uh, he was missing guys wide open. He underthrew Tyreek Hill numerous times. And even on the 50-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, which completely changed the whole outcome of the game, it was underthrown. Um, but the fact that Tyreek Hill is so fast and created that much separation, he could wait for it. He could have cooked dinner. He could have called the wife, called the kids. Um, he could even mow the lawn. That's how open Tyreek Hill was. <laughs> he was wide open. So anyone could hit that throw. But just to show you again, the Chiefs have, they're just an explosive team and they're never out of a game. And if you're a 49ers fan, you're really shaking your head right now. You're really thinking, wow, we really had this game. 
if you're Kyle Shanahan, the famous 28 to three blow blow lead that you were the offensive coordinator for to blow a 10 minute, a 10 point game with six minutes with eight minutes left in the game. Your offense had three chances to put scores on the board and they failed all three times. It's got to go on the coach, Kyle Shanahan. But I give more credit to Andy Reid and the Chiefs because Andy Reid's play calling in the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter and also on fourth downs to start the game. Andy Reid went two and three in fourth downs for the game. The, the last one was the last play of the game. But Andy Reid had some great play designs, great play calls, and he did not waste any timeouts. Um, Eagles fans know that way too well about Andy Reid and uh, his lack of timeout usage. But you can see a coach that really grew and really learned through his past mistakes. And he already was a Hall of Fame coach. He's won over 220 games in his career. But now winning that Lombardi trophy, Andy Reid is, is now one of the best coaches ever. And who knows, with Patrick Mahomes at the helm and Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, this might be the start of a dynasty in Kansas City. Um, Patrick Mahomes is only 24 years old. Uh, Tyree Kill is young. You have Travis Kelsey. He's young. he's in his 30s, but I mean, well, early 30s, but he got a couple more years left in him. You have Tyron uh, Matthew, and then you have those other guys on the defensive end, Terrell Suggs and D Ford, and the Chiefs have a good, solid core, and who knows? Maybe this team will be hosting another Lombardi trophy because if you look at the competition, I mean, you have the Ravens, uh, but they haven't proven anything in the postseason. You have Bill O'Brien's Texans that unless it, the more power Bill O'Brien gets, the, the worse the Texans are going to be in the long run. And you have the Patriots who, who knows where Tom Brady's going to go. Uh, and I mean, you have the Titans with Derrick Henry. And if Brady goes there, I would love that combination. Um, I think he should go there, but we just have to wait and see uh, what's going to happen between with Brady and New England. So the Chiefs look like they are going to be destined to be great in the AFC for a very long time. And when you have a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, it is a quarterback-driven league. Jimmy Garoppolo has always been a good, solid quarterback, but he's not great. Great quarterbacks carry your team. And Patrick Mahomes showed everyone why he is a great quarterback in that fourth quarter with the pressure glooming more and more and more. Um, I, I, but in my honest opinion, though, I think uh, Williams, the running back for the Chiefs, should have won MVP. Um, he ran for over 100 yards in a score and also caught the go-ahead touchdown uh, from Patrick Mahomes. And But you know how the Super Bowl MVP is always going to go. It's always going to go to the quarterback unless the game is very boring and very uh, as a, and as a snooze fest like last year's Super Bowl. Um, but the Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31 to 20 and my score prediction was almost spot on I said 31 to 27 Chiefs um if the 49ers would have given me another score I would have been I would have been like yes but uh the Chiefs the score was under so if you took the over in the game the over under was 51 and a half it, it's a, it was a rough night for you you missed it by a point um but the Chiefs have won their first Super Bowl in over 50 years. They won Super Bowl four, defeating the Vikings a very long time ago. And to end that drought for Kansas City, 
Um, Andy Reid, it just boosts his legacy more. He took a franchise in 2013 that was awful, um, that really had no sense of direction. And what he's done these past seven years, he brought a Lombardi trophy to Kansas City, um, five postseason appearances, I believe, or I believe six or seven postseason appearances, um, uh, two AFC title games. Like Andy Reid just has a great resume and it just shows again that the Kansas City Chiefs are your champions and resiliency is a sports term that I'm going to start expressing when I start doing my own uh uh, practice in the sports psychology field resiliency is is to is the ability to take and to go through anything negative and to overcome that and make it positive and the chiefs are the perfect example of that you're down 24 nothing in the first quarter you're down 17 to 7 in the first in the first half you're down 20 to 10 in the super bowl in the fourth quarter and you get the job done that is resiliency. And Andy Reid is building a great culture there in Kansas City. And now I also think as an Eagles fan, since we won two years ago, um, I feel like we're very cool, like we're honoring Andy. And now if we would have lost to the Patriots two years ago, man, we would have been like, oh, so you can win with them, but you can't win with us. And yeah, so it's definitely winning that Lombardi Trophy with Doug Peterson, Andy Reid's assistant, uh, really helped us um, and really we, we honored him. Um, and it, it's great. It's great to see someone put in so much work day in and day out. Probably the best current play caller in the NFL, that is Andy Reid, and his play designs and his creativity. He puts in so much work and the finally to see his face and to see him excited and smiling. And it's just amazing as a sports fan, um, literally everything from a sports psychology aspect, because everyone sees the finished product, but no one sees the everyday grind or the everyday struggle or the constant late hours you have to put in, whether you're a player working on your body or and working on getting fit or a coach creating play designs and developing a personnel and to get that and to build a culture in the, in your locker room or in, in the court or on the field, no one sees that. And to see Andy Reid express that emotion as a future sports psychologist, I was just in love and I just loved it because it, again, it shows the grind and the amount of sacrifice one person put in. You know you earn something when you express yourself that way, when achieving success. You think about the long hours and everything you spend. It's it's just great to see Andy Reid finally win 21 years in the making. He's been to six title games, only won two of them, so he's experienced a lot of heartbreak, one and one in the Super Bowl. Um, but a lot of Eagles players congratulated him, a lot of... Uh, players were congratulated him. Even LeBron James on Twitter congratulated him. So that shows you again the respect around the NBA, MLB, coaches community, players community. Andy Reid is just an amazing guy, amazing coach. And he even said on his press conference he didn't even spend time with the Super Bowl trophy. He spent with his Super Bowl wife. So that was that was funny to see. I know uh, Bleacher Report and other ESPN also reported that as well via Adam Schefter. So. The Chiefs are your Super Bowl 54 champions. 
Um, what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Instagram, and Twitter. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio. And on the social media sites, just add an underscore after Swoop Radio. And for all the latest news, I am currently going to, I just started creating a new hashtag for Twitter. So for all my Twitter listeners, um, if you guys can create, and if you guys want to send any media, any news, any anything that you think would be great to talk about, and if you even want to come on the show, just use the hashtag Swoop, capital R, capital D, and uh, we'll get this started. But... As before, I wrap up this topic um, on the 49er side. I talk, on the side. I talked about Kyle Shanahan and the mentality he must be going through, and and to to come up small on that big stage. Jimmy Garoppolo overall had a very good game. He threw for over 200 yards, had a touchdown. He only threw five incompletions. It's just the two interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo has a habit of if you apply pressure to him. He will throw the ball into double coverage. He will throw the ball into, con- into contested coverage, and that will lead the picks, and you saw that in the Super Bowl. Uh, his first interception, he got hit and just threw the ball up there for his receiver to get it. But if you're the, if you're the 49ers, the Super Bowl hangover is going to happen. Um, and for those who don't know what the Super Bowl hangover is, just ask the Rams this past year. Uh, teams that lose the Super Bowl, especially on the NFC side, uh, have failed to make the postseason. Uh, the Panthers didn't make the postseason. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what, what is going to transpire. Um, early Super Bowl predictions, I have no idea. Um, but one team is winning and celebrating the other team. And the other 31 teams are thinking about how they can improve next season. Um, for my later podcast next week, I'm going to dig into some Eagles draft. Um, I, I would love to do a mock draft. And uh, I'm going to get into more Sixers, and I'm also going to get into the national media. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But this is now one of two topics uh, for tonight's podcast. Uh, uh, ever, again, again, Swoop Radio posts new podcasts every Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, the next topic, stick around, guys. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get into the trade deadline, more more specifically what the Sixers uh, did, and also what the Sixers should have done. And then I'm also gonna get into the other teams and what they did in the trade deadline. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day out there. Stick around, and uh, you're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor.fm. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I talked about the Super Bowl recap. I gave you guys what went down. I also won $100, so it was a great weekend uh, for Swoop Radio when it comes to sports. But now we got to get into the trade deadline because obviously at 3 o'clock p.m., um, the NBA trade deadline is going to officially end. And for tonight's podcast, this podcast will be out at 6 p.m., 
So I am on live right now. It is around 1210 Eastern time. Um, just to just waiting to see what teams are going to do what. Um, so far, um, the trade deadline, it's been there's been a couple big splashes, but nothing really crazy. Um, so we're going to get started with the 76ers because obviously the Philadelphia 76ers, this is huge. I've also been running polls on Twitter and also been on social media as well. Um, for those who have not uh, recognized anything uh, before I get started, uh, there was a post on Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Bleacher Report uh, created it. And they were saying how Carl Anthony Towns was complaining about how he doesn't have any help. And I commented under the post saying, uh, <laughs> you actually need the lead. <laughs> um, and I got over 600 likes on it and it's still jumping. So check out that on Instagram. Definitely uh, hit that like button. And who knows, maybe I might get Carl Anthony Towns on a podcast so we can talk about it because that would be great. I would love to uh, talk to him about growth mindset and how to lead a team. So that would be very interesting. Um, but anyway, from a side note, now let's get into these deals. Um, we're going to start with the Miami Heat because Miami Heat and Memphis Grizzlies, they had they had their beef. The Grizzlies and Andre Godala had their beef for uh, for weeks now. So we knew Andre Godala was going to leave. Um, he pretty much got paid to do nothing. So, I mean, I understand why people would be pissed off in Memphis for him. This man is going around talking about books, signing autographs for his book. And then he gets traded and gets a $30 million contract. So, I mean... Congrats to Andre Godala for finessing the whole NBA. But Andre Godala uh, is is traded to the Miami Heat for Justice Winslow. And that's going to be that's a great trade for both teams. And I also know the Heat are trying to get um, uh, from the Thunder, uh, Gallinari, um, and get him under contract. So that'll probably be uh, confirmed as we get closer to the 3 o'clock deadline. Um, some other moves. The Sacramento Kings acquired Jabari Parker and Alex Len from the Hawks for Dwayne Dedman and two second round picks. So that is another, I think that's another good trade for both ends. The Hawks get another big guy to compliment, and I'll get into the big trade of the trade deadline so far. Um, so it's it's great to see. Um, in 2020, it'll be a 2020 second round and a 2021 second round pick. Um, Deadman obviously went out of Sacramento. He signed a three-year, $40 million contract. Um, Jabari Parker can score and can also rebound. Uh, Alex Len is on an expiring contract. So now here's the big trade. So this was a four-team, 12-player deal trade uh, between the Houston Rockets, Atlanta Hawks, the Denver Nuggets, and the Timberwolves. So here's what the trade happened. The Rockets got Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and a 2024 second round pick from the Hawks. It's actually going to State's pick, but you know what I mean. The Hawks get Clint Capella, Nene, uh, the Timberwolves get Malik Beasley, Juan Herman Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt, and Evan Turner. A 2020 first round pick from the Hawks via the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nuggets get Keita Betis-Diop, uh, Nola Vonley, Shabazz Napier, and Gerald Green, and a 2020 first-round pick via the Rockets. So the Rockets got very smaller, but I think in the long run, this is really going to help out this team because this team wants to run and gun and shoot threes. That is their philosophy. That is their mindset. 
and they get a guy in cover and Robert Covington that can space the floor, shoot the three. He is inconsistent, but he can hit a couple threes a night and really help out that Rockets team and give Harden and Westbrook a lot more spacing on the floor. Um, I think against the Lakers, though, the Rockets are going to need to find a way to um, get that size in check. But you have the explosive guys, Westbrook, Harden, uh, and uh, Covington, Eric Gordon. So they have a lot of speed with the Rockets. Um, and for the Hawks, they just got bigger. They got Clint Capella. They got Nene. They really needed some centers to complement that young core. This year, obviously, they're not going to make the playoffs. But next year, the Hawks should be a sleeper team to make the playoffs. So that's another team to look at for next year. Um, the Timberwolves, they get Malik Beasley. They really need some guards. Like Evan Turner is more of a forward. Vanderbilt's a good player. Uh, Herman Gomez, they, they really need to get a guard to complement Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Um, I know they're also in talks of trading for Andrew Wiggins, so that is another name to be on the board. Um, and I'm going to end this topic with some names that could be on the market as well. So this really was the big thing of the trade deadline. Um, some other moves. Willie Cully Stein went to Dallas. Um, the Warriors get a 2020 second round pick. So now they have like four or five second round picks within the next couple years um the trailblazers acquire trevor ariza from the kings so the blazers get trevor Ariza, ariza caleb swanningen wayne gabriel the kings get kent Bazemore, anthony Tolliver, and two second round picks um some other moves timberwolves trade for jeff teague to atlanta this is a while uh the cavaliers send clarkson to utah um so it, it's it's very interesting to see where all the players are going. And honestly, I really think the winners of the trade deadline, a lot of people are going to give the Rockets hard. Obviously, the Grizzlies are the biggest winners, in my opinion. The Grizzlies and Hawks are the biggest winners. But I, I really like what the Sixers did. I really like what the Rockets did as well. They both really needed some help. And I think that a lot of people at first were like, Robert Covington, like, ew. But I really think that give these guys some time Westbrook and Harden need as much spacing on the floor as possible and with Capella the spacing was kind of limited and I mean Capella has been hurt and hasn't really been playing so I really like what the Rockets did I really like what the Sixers did the Grizzlies and the Hawks those are my winners of the trade deadline so now I want to get into some Sixers talk because um, this is huge um, honestly, before I get to there, so here's some other names that are going to be probably in trade talks by three o'clock. Um, the Sixers are going to have to get rid of two guys. So those two guys are either going to get waved off. Um, some guys I think that are going to leave. I think either um, Neto or Trey Burke is going to be waved off because now you have enough guards. And definitely a forward, either Kyle O'Quinn or the Sixers might send down Pell. Um, I also know that the Sixers promoted... Um, I, I really have to I have to double check the blue coats uh, shooting guard, but the, the Sixers promoted him up um, and and now he's going to be on the Sixers. So it's going to be great to see. Uh, so it's going to be great to see what's going to happen there. Um, so and I think Shake Milton went down. I have to double check. So, yeah, Mariel Shayok. So from Iowa State, yeah, he's going to be moved up to the Sixers. So that is that is going to be a huge addition for the Sixers because they need shooting bad. 
Now, now I'm going to get into, I started a poll on Instagram. Uh, right now it's 60, it's around 60, 70% in favor of my new starting five, uh, 30, 40% around there, uh, not in favor. So my new starting five with this deal until Josh Richardson comes back, it's going to be Simmons at the point, um, at the two, um, it's going to be Alec Burks. Uh, he's going to be the two until Richardson comes back. At the three, you have Tobias Harris. At the four, you have Glenn Robinson, the third. He can shoot and space out the floor. And at the five, you have Embiid. And then coming off the bench, you have Thibel. Um, you have Thibel. You have Shayok. You have Horford. And then you also have... Um, Neto or Trey Burke, whoever stays there. And that wraps up um, the Sixers starting five and the, and the lineups. A lot of people are saying to me, Thibel should start. Um, I actually agree that you can either you can even mix in Thibel, move Simmons to the four and put uh, Robinson the third off the bench. Um, but right now with Josh Richardson hurt, Alec Burks has to be the starting shooting guard. Um, Thibel has not really he's hit that rookie wall and i think he'll get out of it soon i know the all-star breaks coming up but until he breaks that rookie wall diable has to be coming off the bench he has really been struggling he's been fouling people like crazy and he really needs to get it get back his defensive intensity but once diable gets back into the swing of things i could definitely see a richardson diable um harris simmons and b lineup i would actually really like that and you have Burks, Robinson, Horford off the bench, and then the Sixers got themselves a squad. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with this team, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on iHeartRadio. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio. Follow me on social media at Twitter at Swoop Radio underscore and same and same. Um, same username as a uh, same username from Twitter to uh, Instagram. I know I kind of said that weird, um, but what do you guys think again? Um, call into the station and voice your opinion. Because um, the whole thing with Carl Anthony Towns, he's definitely not happy um, with the Timberwolves. I think he's going to go. So I'm going to conclude uh, this topic with giving you guys some names that you guys should watch as the trade deadline um, approaches 3 o'clock. So here's some names that I really think that you guys should um, really look at. Derrick Rose, I, even though I feel like he's probably going to stay. Uh, Drew Holiday, he's more likely going to stay, but that's another um, name to think about. D'Angelo Russell, also Chris Paul, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Dennis Smith Jr., Dennis Schroeder. Um, those are your, like your point guards and, and like your, all the point guards and Kevin Love would be a great fit in Philly, but you know, money wise, it's a lot of money. Some shooting guards look at, you have Bo, Bogan Bondanovich from the Kings, Langston Galloway, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, um, Denzel Valentine, Courtney Lee, Zaire Smith, another guy for the Sixers might get rid of, um, Marcus Morris, Andrew Wiggins, Jay Crowder. Uh, Marvin Williams, some other names to think about. Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Taj Gibson, Mike Scott, Ilya Sova, Noah Vonley, uh, Center, Stephen Adams, uh, 
Tristan Thompson, Aaron Baines, Kevin Looney. These, these are just some names that might be thrown into other trades around three o'clock. So really think about that and get that ready. But I hope you guys again have a wonderful day. Be safe out there. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop.